They say reading is fundamental. How true is that? How true is that? We're gonna find out right now. He wasn't born to work a job. He was born to hustle. He was born to get it. He was born to do things different from what they told you you're supposed to do it. And I'm gonna show you how. Every week, I'm gonna give you ideas, techniques, tactics, on how you can take your hustle to the next level. This is where we get it. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tosin Odawala with The Daily Hustle. Um, today, I kind of wanted to speak about the importance of reading, you know, of just feeling, constantly filling yourself with more knowledge and kind of becoming an expert in your craft or whatever it is that you're focusing your time and energy on. Um, I heard Ty Lopez say that you should read a book a day. Now, I did not really agree with that because I felt like if I read an entire book every single day, you know, the average book is 200, 300 pages. So if I'm reading one entire book every single day, that may take you a couple hours, two to three hours. And if you're a, a busy person or you have a job or you're in school or you have other obligations where you can't really take that much time to sit down and read, then, you know, there's got to be another way to do that. Now, in another video later on, Ty Lopez actually clarified and said that he doesn't read an entire book every day, but he'll sit down and read pe uh, parts and pieces of a book every day. So I'm glad that, you know, he kind of cleared that up and, and just, you know, didn't have people trying to, to do things that may have not been uh, as easy. And so um, the thing about me is that I don't really like to read as far as like I, I don't like to flip pages. You know, I love getting new information. I love reading articles. But as far as flipping pages, that doesn't really engage me. So one thing that I started was I got a subscription with Audible.com, which is audiobooks. And so a lot of business books, a lot of professional books, a lot of self-help books, even fiction books, Audible has thousands and thousands and thousands of titles in their libraries. Um, I specifically, um, the most recent one I listened to was The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. Um, founder of Keller Williams Realty, which is also the brokerage that I work for. Um, that was about nine hours, the audiobook. But the thing about it was that I could listen to it on my phone. So I pop my headphones in and I'm playing it and I'm listening to the book as I'm going about my day. So as I'm going and getting things done, running errands, you know, eating lunch, eating dinner, eating breakfast, whatever I'm doing, I can listen to this audiobook and hear. And me, I'm more of a, a, a a touchy, feely, um, um, speak to type of person. That's how I retain information. You know, I have a very photographic memory. Um, if if you tell me something, I'm more likely going to remember it than if you wrote it down. You know, so that works for me, and I know it may work for a lot of people as well. So, all the books that you've wanted to read or that you've heard about are great books. Go on Audible.com and see if they're available there, and sign up for a subscription and read. Or, or listen, <laughs> you can listen, you know, and it's really just about filling yourself with all the information that you need to know, um, you know, just staying sharp, staying sharp. The way that you're going to succeed and progress in business is to stay ahead and you stay ahead by getting new information, by getting constant information, by updating and correcting what you already know or what you think you already know. And so uh, I think that's a great way for you to just, you know, stay on top of your hustle. And to just every single day put yourself in a position where you know more 
and you're in a better position than the next guy. You know, so uh, I hope I was able to help you guys. Like I say, you can have anything you want as long as you get your hustle on. So I will see you guys on the next video. Take care. It's Tosin Oduwale. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tosin Oduwale. I am Vice President of Business Development for J. Morrison Real Estate Partners. Uh, I'm going to get into a few questions that I got through social media, over my Twitter and Instagram, and see if we can clear some things out for you, for you guys that are just getting into wholesale or just getting into real estate investing. And you just, you know, just have, have a few questions. You're not really sure what's going on. So first question comes from In Rod We Trust from Instagram. Says, uh, appreciate what you've done for the culture. I don't hear of many people from here. Boston, Massachusetts is here where, where he's talking about. I don't hear from many people from here who wholesale, if at all. My question is, the majority of lessons I've come across include title companies. Here in Massachusetts, we use attorneys as opposed to title companies. Does that make transactions more difficult to process? Am I still able to do assignments? Or because we use attorneys, I'm only able to perform double closes? Question mark. And what are some pros and cons of attorney states instead of title companies? Okay, so to answer your question, you don't need an attorney to do a wholesale deal. You don't necessarily need a title company to do a wholesale deal. That's not really where you fit in the equation. Your main objective is to negotiate a, sell, uh, a purchase price with your seller and then to assign that contract to your investor and to your buyer. Now, it's really your investor's job and your buyer's job to go get an attorney and go get a title company and, and do all of that. That really does not have anything to do with you. So you don't really need to worry or upset yourself about that. Focus on getting your deals 65% under market value. Focus on finding the properties, whether you're using bandit signs, whether you're going on Craigslist, whether you're driving for dollars, whether you're, you know, driving around, you see an abandoned house, you write down the address and you go and try to locate the owner. Focus on getting the deals and assigning the deals and make sure that your deals are good. Whether you need an attorney or a title company, that's really nothing that you even have to bother yourself with. So I hope uh, that I was able to help you in Rod We Trust. Uh, okay, he has another question. Uh, in Rod We Trust, second question is... The cost of living here in Boston is very expensive, similar to San Francisco and New York City. A two-bedroom single-family or condo will go from anywhere from $350,000 and up. The ARV formulas and formulas used to create a spread come mainly from places where the cost of living is way lower. Do you recommend a different way to get numbers in a city that is way more expensive? Okay. How can I put this? The numbers and the scale that we use to calculate whether a deal is good or not can be used anywhere in the country. 65% of ARV in New Jersey is the same formula you want to use uh, as 65% of the ARV in Boston. The numbers will be different because the markets are different, but that is the that's the range you want to stay in. So if okay, so for example, let's say in Boston, you let, 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 let's say. You find a property and the comps are coming in at one million dollars. Okay, that that's pretty high. You know that that's very high. So you would make you would want to make sure that you get this property under contract, meaning the cost of acquiring the property and the cost of your renovations 
would come out to a total of $650,000. So that's where you want to be. So let's say the property needs $50,000 in renovations. Then you need to get that property on a contract for six hundred grand, and you're going to assign it to your buyer, to your investor, maybe you know, six hundred, maybe for like you know five thousand, anywhere from five thousand to ten thousand dollars, just whatever makes sense, whatever's fair. You have to leave a little bit of meat on the bone, and then your investor would now put in his forty-five or his fifty grand to come in at sixty-five or sixty-six percent market value. And everything is copacetic. So it doesn't really matter what the numbers are. It doesn't really matter whether uh, the, uh, the, the property values are high or they're low. As long as you're using that 65% market value rule, then you'll be okay. You're, you're in a good space. Uh, what do we have next? Next question comes from Twitter from Rashad Lewis7. Uh, he says, Mr. Hoboken, I'm struggling trying to come up with a brand identity it's so much out there. What should I do? So this is what you should do. You should find something that is unique to you. Okay. And make that a character. Make that your persona. Something that, you know, you don't have to, you, you never want to try and create a brand. You want to, you, you want to do something that comes naturally to you. For example, I'm Mr. Hoboken. Mr. Hoboken is my brand. That's my identity. That's my persona. You know, I told myself that when I became an agent, I wanted to be synonymous with Hoboken, New Jersey, meaning that when people hear Hoboken, they hear about me, you know, that we go hand in hand. So not only am I the person in Hoboken, New Jersey to help you buy yourself a home, if you want to find out where the great bars are, you have to call me. If you want to find out where the grocery stores are, you, you, you'd want to call me. If you want to find out where is the best place to, to get my laundry done, you'd want to call Mr. Hoboken because Mr. Hoboken... Is just that he's Mr. Hoboken. He is everything that has to do with Hoboken, New Jersey. So that's just the way that I chose to approach it. Now, for you, you need to just find something that is, you know, unique to you. You know, I know when when Jay started branding himself, he called himself Jay Mr. Real Estate. Basically, anything you need to know about real estate, I'm your guy. I'm Mr. Real Estate. So it, it's very simple. You know, so you should do the same thing. Find something that you can identify with something that speaks to what you are, what you want to be seen as, that, you know, nobody else is doing. You know, it, with, with a little creativity, you, you can definitely find something. You know, you, you, it just has to be something that is, that is uh, identifies with you. You know, it has to be something that is you. You know, um, nobody can copy you. Nobody can copy what is you. You're the originator. So, you know, if you got to look around your house and see what, you know, uh, what, what your hobbies are or, or see what, you know, what style of clothing you like to wear or what kind of books you like to read or to just create a persona for yourself. Make yourself a character and promote that. And that's your brand. And so you would be, just an example, you would be Mr. XYZ in Chattanooga, Tennessee or, or wherever you're at, you know, so... That's how you can kind of come up with a way to brand yourself to stand out from the thousands of people out there that are, we buy ugly houses or we buy pretty houses or, you know, so I hope I was able to help you guys out. Um, see you guys on the next Q&A. Please continue sending your messages into my Twitter. My Twitter is Mr. underscore Hoboken. Uh, you can find me on IG, it's Tosin underscore Hoboken, Tosin spelled T-O-S-I-N. See you guys later. Take care.